Welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast with your host, Mathia Ford, CEO of Renal Diet Headquarters. This is our weekly talk about how you can succeed with a kidney diet. Brought to you by RenalDietHQ.com, a website whose mission is to be the most valued resource on kidney disease that people can use to improve their health. Hello, welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. Again, this is your host, Mathia Ford, and this week we're doing podcast number 36. And so you can find all the links and information at www.renaldiethq.com forward slash 036. Again, that's slash 036. We are halfway through the, well, more than halfway through the year. And the goal is to get to 52 by the end of the year. I think we're going to be on track and we're going to make it and then continue next year. I have every plan to get some more guests on the podcast. So after I go to the AAKP meeting at the end of September, I should meet some people and be able to get some more different variety of people on the podcast. But for now, it's just going to be exciting with me. This week, I want to talk about um, more about using herbs and spices in your cooking. I think it's important to understand why. Now, I may have explained this before, but if this is your first episode or if you just forgot, I want to remind you that regardless of whether you're on dialysis or not, if you've had a transplant, if you're on, you know, stages three, four, five, chronic kidney disease, we all need to eat less salt in our foods. And so... Eating lower sodium foods means replacing that with something else. And last week I talked a lot about the different herbs and spices that you can use, um, what ones you can use for different types of meats or vegetables. And I'll go over those again. But lowering the sodium or salt in your diet is key to controlling your condition whether that condition is heart disease or that condition is kidney failure or diabetes all of them can be helped by lowering the sodium in your diet and it is the one constant thing that affects you a lot now in diabetes you have carbohydrates that affect you and in heart disease you have other things that affect you and You can improve with exercise. You can improve with your diet. So a lot of things do help you to improve, but one of those very important ones is removing the salt shaker. I want to talk about three different steps that you can use to improve your diet by decreasing your intake of sodium or salt, as it's called. I'll refer to it probably as sodium a lot, but it's called salt. It's in your salt shaker. It goes on your food. Um, And there's three steps that you can use. And then at the end, I want to kind of go back over some of the herbs and spices that I've talked about before and what ones can go well with your other foods. So number one, reading the label. I've talked about reading labels before and knowing your amounts and your serving sizes But don't assume it's just one serving because it's one box. Um, Most of the time we know how many servings are in a container, but the FDA and the USDA is working to improve the way labels are read. But 
I don't know how many people know that a 20 ounce bottle of soda is actually two and a half servings. Now, that's a lot of sugar in one serving. And if you drink the whole thing, like I drink a whole 20 ounce bottle of Diet Coke when I get one, it's more than one serving. And yet we may or may not realize that, how much sodium is in there. If you read across on the label where it says sodium, it'll say a number of milligrams, and then it'll say a percentage of your daily value. Your goal is to get about 2,000 milligrams of sodium or less per day. Now, 2,000 milligrams is going to taste very bland for you for a while, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Because right now you're probably, if you're not managing and you're adding salt at the table, you may be eating up to 6,000 to 7,000 milligrams. And if you're kind of managing but you're not really focused on it, you're probably eating around 4,000, 3 to 4,000. And so coming down to 2,000 milligrams where you take out a lot of the sodium from foods or you make an exerted effort to reduce it, is going to really affect the flavor of foods, not that that's bad. Okay, that was number one, reading your labels. So look at your labels, turn those foods around. They have a very pretty front side. Turn it around and look at the back side, the nutrition facts labels. You're also going to look at the ingredient list because you want to, if you're trying to pay attention to phosphorus and potassium, you need to do look at the ingredients and see if there's potassium phosphate or phosphor, phospho, anything like that. But for the most part, you're going to look for salt in the nutrition facts label. Number two, do not add salt during cooking. It, in my opinion, I learned a long time ago that we used to add um, salt when we would cook like corn, or whatever, add salt to the water to to boil pasta, that doesn't help enough to make up for the little bit of salt that you added. You may think it's a little bit of salt, but it adds up over the day, and it doesn't add any value to your food because you're not actually able to distinguish the difference if you added salt to the water or not, but yet you added salt to your food. So if the product needs some salt, Sometimes products need salt to make the chemical reaction work. So a lot of times maybe bread needs a little bit of salt in it just to make that reaction work. I can't think off the top of my head what recipes kind of have salt mandatory, but a lot of times if you're baking something or cooking something, there's a chemical reaction that needs to happen and sometimes salt is part of that. You're food needs the salt to cause it to convert into the baked cake or whatever. Add what is needed. But if you have the ability to test, what you might do and what you should do is reduce that amount by half and see if it still works. So if you have something like a casserole, a casserole does not need to have added salt to make some chemical reaction happen. It's more when you're doing like a baked good or something. But a lot of times we don't even realize the baking soda and the baking um, powder already have some salt in them. So don't randomly add salt to things prior to tasting them. First of all, you should taste things at the table 
You're not going to add salt at the table anyway. And then take, pay attention to how much salt is in the recipe. Um, if you can look it up and see if it's required in that recipe, maybe you can find another recipe that doesn't have salt in it. But if it seems like the salt is needed for the um, food to turn out right, then try to reduce that amount by a third, by a half, and see if it still turns out okay. Um, that is one of the best ways to reduce the salt. I will tell you, though, that there are some recipes that do need a little bit of salt. Not very many. Okay, number three. Understand how to flavor and that it will take some time for the way food tastes to change. This is what I was talking about a little bit before. Understand that your taste buds are accustomed to the way that the amount of salt you eat now tastes. Um, a lot of times when I put food on the table and I haven't salted it during cooking and I put it in, on the table for my kids, the, they'll grab the salt shaker. And I'll say, no, you have to taste it first. And that's something that we all need to learn because we did get used to that just growing up. And some foods do need a little bit of salt. To me, I don't have kidney disease. They do need a little bit of salt. I'm working on reducing the amount of salt that we eat in our family too because overall it's, like I said, healthier. But knowing that your taste buds need to change are, is something that you're just going to have to work through. And adding these other flavors is going to be very helpful. So adding some lemon or lime to your fish or to your rice instead of salt. If you have um, rice or pasta, one of my favorite things to add is a little bit of lemon or lime and maybe a little bit of butter. Instead of a salt flavoring, that lemon or lime will give you that little bit of um, zest on your tongue and it, and it won't be salty, but your body will be satisfied with that flavor. Um, some of the flavors that I talked about last week that can help kick it up a notch and make things taste a little better without adding salt are things like basil and uh, bay leaf is a very strong flavoring and a lot of people use it in like spaghetti sauce or some of the pork and beef but mostly like vegetables and a lot of times people will put them in a like a cheesecloth or a small bag that can just be removed you don't want it kind of to remain a lot of times people put it in something and take it out at the end of the cooking process you can use some caraway um, cardamom is like a cinnamon and cinnamon is a very good flavor too for some baked goods curry I love curry and I don't know a lot of people who do love curry but it's a very strong taste it's used a lot in Indian and Thai food I absolutely love curry chicken and flavoring they had it at payway for a long time there was a curry beef it was just delicious and then they took it off their menu so I'm gonna have to find a Re replacement recipe for that for me to make at home, but 
those are some ideas. Um, but I love curry, but it's very strong. It does take, uh, you have to either like it or don't. Ginger can be added to foods. Um, ginger flavoring is very mild and it also can be very settling for your stomach. When I was pregnant and I had, um, nausea, I would eat these little like shaved flakes of ginger. I would just eat one and it would immediately calm my stomach. So if it does work for you and you find yourself kind of with that not wanting to eat too much or feeling a little nauseous, just all the medicine you take or whatever, you may see about getting um, a little bit of ginger added to your foods or put it in your recipes. I found that ginger at the Asian market and it was like a shredded ginger or a sliced, very thin ginger. It had a little bit of um, flavor. I don't know if it's pickled. It may have a lot of sodium in it. So just pay attention. But you can use um, ginger seasoning. Is not going to have a uh, salt in it. Rosemary, thyme, sage. I love those in um, like Italian type dishes. You can add a little bit to your beef, to your meatballs. I love tarragon. It can be very strong and it goes really well with lemon. So use that on like a fish or a chicken turkey flavoring. Those make very good um, complements to your recipes. And I, I just wanted to kind of go over what I think is helpful to you to understand why salt should be reduced and how to replace it some and and just some of the mindset thinking about why you need to do this um, crush your herbs when you've got them if if they're dried and they're kind of bigger you you might want to crush those a little bit before you put them in foods um, add the ground spices towards the end of the meal of the cooking process so that they have a chance to blend in but not get kind of uh, watered down or melted out. Purchase them in small amounts. Don't um, buy a lot because they do not last forever. But that's all I wanted to say this week about all of the spices and kind of getting the salt out of your recipes. Um, you need to work on that. It's going to be a little bit difficult, but I encourage you to make strides toward that every day. Um, next month, we're going to be talking about anemia. And then I have a few other things I want to talk about. Um, and that's going to be it for today. And like I said, if you have any comments, please send me an email at podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at renaldiethq.com. And I'd be glad to look at those. I'm looking for people who can be interviewed and um, also people who are interested in um, just giving me ideas of more things they'd like to hear about because I can never have enough help with coming up with ideas. Sorry it's such a short show today but I just wanted to get the message across and finish up with the month of September on a strong I'm sorry September August Um, finish up the month of August with a strong note and let you know that Next month, we're going to talk about anemia and the ways and things that that affects you, whether you're on dialysis or pre-dialysis.
and tell you have a great week. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you. You've been listening to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. Head on over to the website at www.renaldiethq.com slash go slash email to sign up for our email list and get exciting updates every week on what is happening. Thanks, and we will talk to you again next week.